This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. Yo, welcome back to Puck Year, part two of how we survived 2020 and then looking ahead mainly to 2021 as well because we need to put that uh, shit show of a year behind us. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it already, go check out Death to 2020 on Netflix. It's a really hilarious piss take on that year with a uh, great, great cast. Oh my God. Have you seen it, Joe? I have, yeah. It's a Charlie Brooker um show uh very very funny it's very if you good. like satire yeah this is right up your alley uh and it's not that long either i think it's like a like a 50 minute kind of thing or an hour um not too long very digestible uh and you'll be probably laughing your ass off like i am uh, especially when you had the dude from silicon valley which is that's one of the main things i th- think i did last year was i binge watched the entire um series run of silicon valley and I think it's one of my favorite shows of all time now. I love the writing. It's very clever. But anyway, yeah. we'll get into more of that later. Um, as one thing that you'll see from our Instagram profile is, along with hockey, we like to talk a little bit about uh, pop culture and, and gaming because that's just uh, who we are. Um, that's the things we love. But before we get into um, our interview with Ken Green, I just want to give him a little shout out because he sent me from his house... Oh, it's a good beer. In uh, Waikato, New Zealand, to me in Sydney, Australia, a six-pack of the Puck Bunny Pilsner. This is a very special drop that, um, I sound like a connoisseur, a drop of beer. Uh, It's a partnership that he did um, with a local brewing company, which I'm sure you you can say a little bit more about. Joe, you're a bit more in tune with that. What beers are on offer uh, in the hockey house? So they've got the uh, they got the puck bunny pilsner, which is a good drop. A kind of if you like your your lagers, your pilsner drinks, that side of thing. If you're a bit more into the more grunty side of things, um, they got the toothless goon IPA, which is <laughs> blow your face off, kind of good. And then there's also a red a red draft red uh, IPA, I think, which is the the Russian one, which is. Um, mm. Vadim's little baby. Yeah. Um, but they're even they're thinking of brewing even more beers. Um, I'd like to see kind of a uh, a cider maybe come out of them would be quite good. A nice cider or a, something a little fruity. Yeah. Mm, I like maybe that. Maybe sour. Yeah, and it's cider or sour or um, I mean any any I drink a lot of beer so I don't really care. <laughs> anything you put the beer in beer league hockey that's for sure yeah Um, spitting chiclets have got their uh pink whitney and we've got our puck bunny pilsner that's right um absolutely love this stuff i had it for new year's made me feel a little bit closer to home which was great i really appreciate that um that's honestly just the kind of guy that cam green is he gives a lot of time money effort everything to really grow hockey in new zealand sit back enjoy this interview because the man loves to talk but it's a ton of fun and we'll we'll catch you back afterwards 
Coming back to the podcasters again, friend of the show, Cam Green. I feel like back in the day, you would be mentioned on almost every episode, either by Joe or myself. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. It's so nice to see a friendly face again. Yeah, I kind of feel like we've grown up together, buddy. It's good to see you again. How you been? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, things are, I guess, getting better here in Australia, but... We'll see how things go. Of course, the uh, main topic of this week's podcast, it's our first podcast of the year, is surviving 2020 with little or no hockey. Um, no in some parts of the world. Little, well, actually, I had none in Australia, let's be fair. I didn't get any hockey, which really, really sucked. Um, but the you and the hockey house, you weren't really all that affected by uh, New Zealand's lockdown. Can you, um, you know, those few months, how did that all play out from your point of view? Well, really, like for for us, it was like I hate to say that we've been lucky, but we've been lucky. Scheduling wise, it it really didn't put too much damage into us. But the thing that that we did was we actually um, we had actually gone on our last our very first trip with the traveling goons over to Australia, and that's kind of when we all started hearing rumblings about COVID. Mm. And then within a month, like it was the topic every night when you show up to the rink, everybody's like, are we still going to play? Are we still going to play? Like the NBA shut down and then the NHL shut down. And I'm like, we're like this little league in New Zealand. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, do I need to make a statement here? Or what's going on? And then uh, it just came to a point where that was the safest thing to do for everybody that was involved. Um, so we agreed to, as a league um, to, to shut down, prior to the finals but not cancel it all together um keep it as a postponement to see maybe if we could get it done um and then we were we were able to actually finish our season in i believe may um and fortunately for us um it gave us a lot of time to like grow as a community and like we even did like a virtual online thing where we created all the players for all the teams and did a virtual series to try to keep guys minds occupied and then uh and then we got to play and it was the most perfect scenario ever the both finals started they both went to game five we streamed the whole thing um and at one point like even though there was 20 people in the arena we were having we had like a thousand people watch game five of the bhl final which was pretty cool yeah that's that's awesome numbers man so obviously the response to having those uh finals live streamed was huge uh, i imagine part of that is of course everyone was so starved for hockey and so when new zealand was able to come back i think we must have been if not the first one of the first um are you keen to do more of that in the future uh, am I keen to do more of the streaming? Absolutely, but it, it's a team effort, and uh, and like I can't I can't thank all the guys within the hockey house enough. Like for like I can only come up with an idea, but it takes a lot of people to um, to pitch in, and and that's kind of why the BHL is what it is, and the hockey house is what it is because it's just guys helping each other. So I would definitely love to do it. I think it's great. I think that um, especially come the finals, I think it's some of the best hockey that you can put in new zealand like i would mm. i would put it right up there with the nzihl um and especially when it comes to the competitiveness and when you're in a five game series so it, it's fun hockey to watch um i would love to see if i could up the game though and do it a little bit better with a couple more angles maybe mic up some of the guys and make it a little <laughs> bit more interactive because 
why not right yeah i mean knowing <laughs> you cam for the like years that i have i know you're a big ideas man and when those ideas come they usually come to fruition. So uh, I would love to see something like that. Now you mentioned, you know, you talk about the NZHL, of course they were affected a lot more by uh, New Zealand's lockdown and by COVID than uh, say the hockey house where their whole schedule got thrown out the window, you know, traveling between the North and South Island, uh, financially impossible under those kind of circumstances. Of course, Hockey House is all um, within Auckland. You travel from outside of Auckland to get up there, uh, which is like an amazing uh, effort on your part alone that you have that much passion and commitment. So that's that's awesome from you, dude. But uh, so instead of having like, you know, a full NZHL season, they had that showdown series. You had the two Auckland teams, the, the uh, Admirals and the Swarm squ uh, squaring off. Now, I understand that you had a few players plucked from the BHL to play that series. So what, what do you think that says about the quality of uh, the play coming from the BHL and the development coming out of the hockey house? Yeah, well, I think, I think at the end of the day, a lot of these guys that are playing in the NZIHL a lot of the the Auckland based guys, a lot of them play here, in the in the BHL, and they're playing the same amount of games that they're playing, and they're playing among the same players and against the same players that they're that they're going to be playing against in the NZIHL. It's just there's no contact involved. There's no no open ice hitting. You can play hockey, but it's the same. So it's the same type of mentality. And for these guys, in the summertime, it's their kickback, relax, and there's not really as much as that competitive spirit, which you need in the ends at IHL. There's the rivalries that are there already. And, and I think it it was a testament to some of the guys, like you mentioned earlier about Andy Hay, Andy Hay played alongside, um, plays alongside a couple of the guys that I, we were talking about that got pulled up. So you got like Logan Gilliard and, uh, Josh Whitston Lee, Josh Whitson Lee just started in the league uh, maybe three years ago or two years ago in the FHL and steadily went FHL, BHL. And then next thing you know, guy goes down for the swarm in the showdown series. I, I believe it may, it might've been Andy. Did Andy get hurt? Somebody, somebody big got hurt in that, in that series and they plucked both him and Logan to come up. And Logan's a Canadian guy who's been on, on a BHL team for the last four years. And, uh, so it's cool to see those guys uh, jump in and be a part of it. And for us as the hockey house, it's awesome because we had guys filming it. Like even you were helping us out, getting some of the connections right on the stream. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, we're all doing this off of passion. We don't really make anything off it or, or get too much like accolades other than walk, getting to share the game with everybody else. But um, yeah, it's, it's always fun to be involved with the NZIHL. It is the top league in the country. So it's um it's fun for the hockey house to be a part of it and we'll continue to be if so. This year when the when the league was canceled, um it was a real big bummer because it was going to be the first time that actually the hockey house was going to take care of both in-house and online for both Auckland based teams. So that was a bit of a letdown so we got a little kick at the can there. Um in the showdown series and hopefully we did a good job, I don't know. <laughs> Well, um, I'm sure you did. I uh, would have loved to have been there in person to experience it myself. But hopefully in 2021, when the NZHL comes back with a full season, uh, we'll get more of that Hockey House experience. Um, you got the goons, the traveling goons flag behind you. You mentioned them before. It's got to be, I have to say, probably my favorite name for a hockey team ever. I think it's just so perfect. 
Um, can, can you explain like what is the idea behind creating that team? And I mean, obviously, traveling goons. So the the key word there is traveling. What lies in the future for the team? Well, the future, like everybody, is uncertain right now. Uh, the future for us is um, it's going to be traveling around our own backyard, so to speak. Um, we have a it's starting in January at the end of this month, uh, the 29th to 31st, we're sending a team down to compete in the Queenstown cup with Colin McIntosh and, uh, <laughs> the good, the good boys down there running the rink. They're uh, keeping the ice in for the summer. Um, so we want to do everything we can to try to support them and support our local rinks. Um, and then the whole idea was just myself and, uh, and Gary Goodall Gaza. We're, uh, as you do on a Thursday night, uh, you might be outside somewhere, uh, with a, with a puck bunny in your hand or something. And, uh, <laughs> we're as most good chats start. And we were just like, man, we're getting too old for this league, man. It's getting too good. Like I'm going to get broken soon. I was like, we need to go see some cool shit. <laughs> just sit on a beach and play two, three games. That's it. And then we came up with this idea, like, okay, let's put a team together that travels as a part of the league, we'll just throw it out there. Whoever wants to join any of the trips can put up their hand and away we go. And, uh, Aussie was our first excursion, um, which was a blast. And then we followed that up with five days later, we went to the Dunedin, uh, NZ Kiwi masters or NZ masters games. Yeah. And, uh, and we got silver. So we're like, all right, well, we got second in two <laughs> tournaments. Doing all right there. Yeah, we're we've been the bridesmaid twice, so who knows? So this year we got four set up. Um, we're going first. We go to Queenstown um, for the Queenstown Cup on the 29th. Then at the beginning of uh, March, we'll be playing against those uh, Wellington Seals, probably in the background there. I see we're taking <laughs> uh, we're taking two teams to the NZ Kiwi Masters in uh, in Dunedin at the beginning of March. Uh, we got a team competing in the A and the B division. And the interesting thing about that tournament is that the it's a master's tournament, but in the A division, NZIHL players are allowed as long as they're 30. <laughs> so, Casey. Casey. Yeah, so we got <laughs> – well, we got a few guys. We got Wani coming down on that team. We got, uh, we got, a, we got a couple of the boys, so it'll, it'll, it'll be a good, good time down there. That's a good crew, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, we got – and, and you know, Logue, like, if we're going to go away, right? So we got four houses. We got four houses that are, like, two of the houses are, like, four or five places of houses apart. And uh, it should be it should be a good time. So there's there's 27 guys going on, to, on that trip, which will be a lot of fun. And then we're going to follow that up in April with uh, a women's team. So it'll be the Goonettes. The Goonettes will hit the ice. So there's, uh, That's cool. there's a new Goonettes new gunette shirt coming out shortly i'll make sure you uh get one or see one first um and then uh we're gonna wrap it up with our um our gm so what we do for our summit every year is we try to we try to take last year's was covid stopped we couldn't do it we did it all virtual um by zoom so this year we're gonna go down we're gonna meet up with drew mcmillan and uh the boys down in otago and uh hopefully arrange doing outdoor rink series where we play them oh. four or five times and and try to get techpo get techpo and alexandria maybe even nasby in on it um 
but yeah, so it's 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 fun. It's it, as I get older, I know I can't play in the BHL forever. It's getting too quick, and I and I'm too fat. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. So I'm I, uh, I as long as I still fit in a plane seat, I might uh, I might jump on a plane here and there. Nice man, I like that. Uh, yeah, speaking of yeah, Drew McMillan and uh, the guys down there in Otago do an amazing job. Like like you and the boys uh, and the girls do in Auckland as well. Um, you speak of the speed and the like the talent that's starting to that is on offer in your league um, <laughs> a big one we just we have to we have to talk about it you have Jake Ratcliffe in the league uh, he had a massive season playing NCAA college hockey uh, of course COVID yeah you know they probably I don't know the full story there yet but I imagine that's probably stopped him going back uh he had a rookie of the year season uh in the AIHR with the Sydney Bears helped them win a good old cup in 2019 which feels like forever ago I was at a bunch of those Bears games and uh I mean I was there to commentate and you know I was watching Jake and I was just like man even in this league he it sometimes he looked like he was too good and you know they they don't say that about a lot of kiwi players in australia um because obviously kiwi players don't count as imports in the aussie league so they have to be really good um to take a spot from say an australian player so of course in the sydney bears you have him you got uh old mate aston brooks the backup goalie of course everyone from queenstown love him and know him very well um and now he's tearing it up in the BHL. How many points has he had? Oh, I think he's got, he had 41 before the other game. And it, that's in eight games. And then I think he got, I think he got a Hattie and, a, and an Apple the other night. So he's sitting, he's sitting about 45 points through nine games. And uh, you know what? I, I have known Jake for a while. He wouldn't remember me. I remember him when he was a, a lot younger when I first moved here and I met his dad and, uh, and I never really got to know him a ton, but I knew him from being around the admirals and I, and, and I knew he had success elsewhere. And, um, I only remember seeing him for about a handful of games before he left with mm -hmm. the admirals. I knew he was slick. I knew he had, I knew he could skate, but right now I'm playing on a line with him and he's not even trying. He's <laughs> not even trying. Like I, I, I'm playing on a line with him. He'll our goalie will make a save. He'll come around, throw it off the boards. I'll be standing on the half boards in the offensive zone. I will flub a pass to go to cross ice to somebody else. It'll go off a skate. Jake will pick it up at the dot in our own zone, take three strides, and have already went all the way through the neutral zone, through their zone, <laughs> curled around the net, and now I've taken about 157 strides, and I'm damn near dead, and then he'll feed me a pass as I come across the blue line without even looking at me. So it's it, it's it's tough, man. You got to keep your stick on the ice when you're on a on on with a player like that. And uh, he's he is something else. And and on top of that, like we have Dagsy on the back end, so it's the two of those two are magic because Dagsy's only played twenty five games or only played five games, and he's got twenty five points. So between the two of them, they're both averaging five points a game, which is retarded. Yeah, like, I, in I, any <laughs> league, I just had to bust out the calculator for that. I was like, man, he's averaging just over five points a game, which yeah is wild. Uh, I mean, well, skill level is is a bit different, but it just shows where he's at as a player. So. Yeah, and to put it into perspective, so 
in 2015, Richie Hopkinson at the time, and at that time, I think he was he wasn't even in the NZIHL yet because he was still pretty young, mm. but uh, he was skating circles around us old farts, and uh, and he put up 61 points in 15 games. So he set he set he has the record right now, and Jake's 16 points away with seven games to go or six games to go. <laughs> So it, it'll be interesting, but uh, I'm thinking like he's on pace right now to get like 80 points. It's insane. Yeah. But uh, he's a fun player to watch. And and like this year, so this year was a new wrinkle because like COVID kind of shut us down in a, in a certain way as, as it shut down everything. And, and it really killed our recruiting process because mm. our recruiting process for the BHL is usually when the free agency opens at the beginning of the year, we have about eight scrimmages where you can come out and some of the GMs will come down and they'll skate with you. They get to know everybody before the draft. Um, we didn't really get to do that. We were actually sitting there two days away like this, waiting to go to level two from Jacinda. And then she said that it would go to level two on the th Wednesday morning or the Thursday morning. And our draft was scheduled for Friday. We kept it on just like crossing our fingers, <laughs> hoping it would happen. And it did. Yeah. Um, but because of that, we were 12 guys short, or sorry, we were 16 guys short going into the draft, mm. or, or eight guys short, sorry. We were eight guys short going into the draft, so we said, all right, we're going to do a wild card for the last round. So you can recruit anybody you want under the sun. <laughs> anybody you want under the sun, you can recruit them. And, and so it went out and there was feelers. And then all of a sudden, Nick Henderson got added to the Mooseheads, the Puckyad team. Yeah, and yeah. Then, <laughs> so Nick Hendo, he got picked up. Then I was very happy when I heard that. I, I've always been a big fan of Nick Henderson. <laughs> yeah, and then you had the and then you had um, the NZIHL uh, assistant coach for the Swarm, Colin Van Devin. So he got picked up. And then all of a sudden, J Jacques Prinzelou from the under-20 team, he gets picked up. And it's like, oh, my God, this is like gone haywire. Like, I was thinking it would be like your buddy. But no. And then all of a sudden, Andy Hay calls me up. He's like, hey, we got a guy who's been playing over in Europe. And I'm like, what? So then this guy shows up. And I'm like, holy cow, my mind's exploding. And then I go to I go to Dagsy. I'm like, well, we need to get somebody. He's like, well, I don't know. Jake's still here. Maybe ask Jake. So I asked Jake. And then Jake's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, no problem. And Jake's the most chill, relaxed guy. He's so humble. Yeah. He's he's a sweetheart of a dude. And like, me me and him have probably been. We're one of the couple guys that have played every game this year. And we and the the chats that he's just the most humble dude in the world. But he's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake is the product of good parents. Um, oh his yeah, parents absolutely. Are awesome. Um, so you definitely see that there. Like, say he is so humble, but. He has every right to not be humble, but yeah, he, he's just a good Kiwi dude. Um, not the only one, though. Uh, I saw a very cool thing on uh, your website, which you can <laughs> see there on your uh, beanie there, nzbhl.com, if you guys want to go check that out. You had all three Harrisons in one game. That's Grace Harrison, which, of course, people know from the Ice Ferns. Uh, and her time in the NCAA with St. Lawrence Saints. Uh, you're Sean Harrison, people know from the Ice Blacks and the uh, West Auckland Admirals. And then you've got Tommy Harrison as well. Like, how, like, what yeah, happened? He's just, he's just a long haired stepbrother. That's what yeah. he is. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened for that to go down? And was there like any moments out there that just, that would have made Christmas 
completely awkward in that household. I, you know, it was it was pretty cool. It was a so usually like what'll happen is if a goal if a goaltender can't make it or something, I'll, I'll get a call from somebody and we'll we'll have to make sure we got a goalie for that night. And uh, we saw that it was it was Sean. It was the seals against um, the pylons, which meant it was Sean against Tommy. And uh, somebody mentioned Grace, and Grace is like, "Yeah, I want to play for sure. I want to play." And uh, <laughs> and yeah, so she picked the brother that she wanted to go with. She picked the brother that she wanted to go with, and then uh, actually in between the, the second period and the third period, Grace come up to me. She said, uh, "I want to get a picture with my mom." on the ice, but you got to make sure that, um, she shotguns a Dobro before she comes. <laughs> so, so, so that's how it ended up having it. We made sure mom got her photo cause, uh, the, and cause mom wanted the photo, but wouldn't come on the ice. And the, and the kids said, you know, for ransom, if you want this photo, then you got to shotgun the Dobro. <laughs> so we made sure that that happened. And, uh, and that's, that's probably if anything that they're talking about on the tree was mama shotgun and a dobro. So, <laughs> but, uh, to have, to have people, to have people like, like the Harrisons, like in full families, um, playing that, that kind of breeds to exactly what we're all about. Yeah. We're just one big happy family. And like, actually, now that I'm saying that, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to, um, Alex Hefford and uh, Danny Hefford, who just got married on the weekend, and I've known Alex and and Lachlan, the twins, f- for years, and and the hockey house has always helped to support them when they're when they're going on the trips with the Ferns, and and there's a very close relationship there. So, uh, congratulations to you guys, and uh, I'll raise a puck bunny to you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, I saw on Alex's Instagram that they got married uh, at the same venue that Sarah and I got married at as well, Marco oh, Vita. Nice. Perfect spot. Perfect which, spot for which a Which is a beautiful spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that place has done well at a New Zealand hockey. I'll say that. Um, I think there's, from memory, I want to say Andy Hay also got married there. Oh, really? I want to say that. Um, I can't remember if that that's true or not, but yeah, awesome. Um, shout out to you, Alex. You actually beat me to it. I for this podcast, we had noted down Leia um, because she's not the only ice fern that recently got married. Will said Jasmine Hornapasco, uh, so shout out to her as well. Um, yeah, so in the family, you've also got. I saw you've got Kennedys up there now. Like you're just bringing some serious firepower to this league, man. Dude, it's fun. It's fun, and and that's what the boys are telling me. The boys, the boys are telling me that they're having some of the most fun. And actually, it's it's the wags, it's the wags that are coming up to me and saying, you know what, he's having so much fun playing in the league because the boys ain't gonna tell me. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it, and that's another that's another scenario. There's X amount of roster spots on each team, so um, at the end of the day. Um, referrals take precedent over anything else. Um, and one thing that we try to do to keep the parity of the league and keep it competitive is make sure that um, when a guy leaves, um, that we're replacing him with somebody who's um, just just as good or, or, or a high-quality player or, or whatever level that player is. We want to make sure that you're trying to get as close to like-for-like like as you can when somebody leaves. Um, and actually... It was um, Danica Phillips who was actually chosen in the in this spot. Who was um, never met her, but she came again by a referral from uh, Steve Braddy, who played in the league before, and um, and she's coming to New. She was coming to New Zealand. Her her um, admission into the country was stopped by COVID, and um, 
so we had to had to replace somebody and then um rusty black who's taken over leadership for the sons he gave me a call and he's like you know there's taylor's brother like can we can we take him and i was like all right well let's see how it goes and then and then sure enough it just worked out that way and now we got them reunited and uh and that should be really interesting and it, and it will be good for the parody of the league um, there's a couple other, we got a couple U twenties on the burner too, that'll probably make an entry, um, shortly over the next couple of days that have, um, Kennedy ties. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, at the end of the day, we're just trying to keep parody across the league. And, um, if you got Jake Ratcliffe and Justin Dagg on one team, you got, you got to spice up all the others to, to kind yeah. of compete. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So with the whole idea of that wild card, how do you think that went in the end for you? Man, it was unreal. Like yeah. I, I never expected the uh, the level of talent that, that came in, and that's not to say that the talent that uh, is already there um, mm. is diminished by it in any way, but it definitely added a, an interesting wrinkle. Because it put um, it put the it put the onus a little bit on the GMs to go out and you know get that try, guy or girl yeah, yeah yeah get get a chance and and the whole I call it a recruitment process but it's it's never really been a recruitment process it's just getting to know each other right you want to make sure that you're surrounded by um, good guys that you're gonna have a good Thursday night with and um, and and at the end of the day it it, it was it's pretty unreal to see the level of talent that we have in the league right now. Like, I think, th I think the last time I checked in that showdown series that they had, I believe there was 31 guys that had either played or are currently playing in the league. Um, so that's a testament to those guys too, for, for keeping fit and stuff for their NZIHL season. And like I said, for them, it's just a break. It's one night a week. It's very low commitment and it's, um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, I think any ice time is good ice time, whether it's, you know, sort of casual like that or, or you know, more competitive side of things. But I think that's a good thing with the uh, BHL and FHL is that it gives, uh, you know, the say the Ice Blacks and the Ice Ferns. I mean, they one thing that we talked about with uh, Andy Mills earlier in the podcast is just how affected and disruptive um, you know, COVID's been to our uh, national teams. Uh, you know, the Ice Ferns got lucky. Uh, they were able to play in Iceland, um, and then they had a NZW season again. But outside of that, I mean, they're not going to have a tournament this year. The Ice Blacks missed out two years in a row, which like, I really feel for those dudes. Same with the under 20s and under 18s. Um, so the fact that something like the BHL and the FHL is out there to sort of help. Um, you know, give those players some some ice time. And it's still, I would say, still quality ice time because you have good players out there. You know, it might be dialed down a little bit, but it will still help, I guess, with the chemistry and everything. So, um, dude, honestly, keep doing what you're doing. Pakia absolutely loves the hockey house. And, you know, thanks again for coming on. And thank you for sending me a freaking six-pack of Puck Bunny Pilsners. <laughs> from your place to my place in hey Sydney, man. dude. no Love problem it. man anytime it's always it's always good to have a chat with you buddy so the one thing that i really took away from uh cam's interview there is just i mean the pride there and what everyone does uh it's such a great community of hockey players uh fans lovers of the game you're part of it joe with those hockey house leagues, 
what makes it such a good like training ground for players? Um, I guess the main thing is it's kind of it's on the onus of everyone in the community to to make sure everything happens. Um, the players are the referees. Um, they run the they basically run the league. It's all the players in a committee running the league. It's not people who are kind of just being brought in as a as an old boys network to kind of run things. Um, so all the, everyone has a a tangible piece of control of how things run. Um, like you've got players who have to be taught how to referee because it's we we're not paying people to ref in the league. Mm. So I've been I've done a a game which was terrifying, but um, <laughs> Aaron Aaron Somerville helped me through it. Um, did you did you have any um, any blowouts there? Any bad calls? No, I was just running. I was the linesman, so all I had to do was kind of call the offsides, the icings, and drop the puck and get the hell out of the way. Um, did you try and do? Was, did you where's McCauley at? Or you? I did not. I did not. It was more just apologising to the guys for not <laughs> dropping the puck flat. It was the main thing. Um, but no, it's really good and like, it's there's a it's really hard to explain. But everyone is very proud of the product and the and the community that they built. Mm. Um, there's no dicks, there's no animosity within it, and everyone's kind of in it together. Um, so I'm really proud to be a part of it, um, and it's only growing and growing and growing. It's going to be probably in the next five years, probably one of the most diverse and key sporting communities, I think, in New Zealand. If Cam has anything to do with it, and I know he's got a lot of big plans, so big stay plans. tuned. Yes, uh, I would love to see that. If this is how hockey grows in New Zealand or is a key part of it, um, I think that's just testament to everyone that's involved. Like you said, everyone's kind of responsible for their for their own thing, for their own actions, and together it's all done for the for the greater good. So thanks again for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Um, can't wait to spend some more time with you. See ya. See ya.